Hello, everybody. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. Uh, we're glad to be here with you for service today, and a hearty welcome to those of you viewing online. Uh, welcome also to our guests who are here at the Expanding Light and perhaps even the meditation retreat. So thank you for being with us. I'm going to read from Rays of the One Light, and these are parallel passages from the Bible and Gita with commentary uh, by Swami Kriyananda. <clears throat> and this week's reading is, How Should We Meet Our Tests? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Last week, we considered Satan's temptation of Jesus in the wilderness after his baptism by John. We discussed the question, does Satan exist? All of us experience temptation of one kind or another in our lives. Some of us frequently, others only occasionally. Whether temptation comes to us from our own subconscious or from outside ourselves, is secondary to the fact that it does come and that we must deal with it. More important, then, is the question how to deal with it, in fact, how to deal with tests of any kind. Martin Luther flung an ink pot at the devil who had appeared to test him. A dark stain on the wall of Luther's cell is pointed out to tourists in support of this story. Unfortunately, our trials are not often so summarily dismissed. As a fellow monk once said to Swami Kriyananda, speaking of Satan, if I could only get my hands on him. Jesus, during his temptations in the wilderness, overcame them and thereby set an example for all time by clinging the more determinedly to God. As Paramahansa Yoganandi used to say, darkness cannot be driven out of a room with a stick. Once you turn on the light, however, the darkness will vanish as though it had never been. Jesus manifested this principle. The Bible tells us, therefore, that at last the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. In the Bhagavad Gita, the point is clarified further by the added explanation that there are three qualities in human nature, sattvic, or spiritually elevating, rajasic, or ego-activating, and tamasic, or spiritually darkening. It is this triune aspect of human nature that the third chapter refers to with the words, as fire is hidden by smoke, as a mirror is dulled by rust, and as an embryo is enclosed in the womb, so is the indwelling self enveloped by desire. Yogananda explained that each of these examples describes one of the qualities or gunas. Sattva guna, that which elevates our consciousness, can be freed of any identity with ego by a little puff of meditation and right affirmation. 
Rajoguna, which embroils the ego in restless activity, can be worked off with a little more and a little longer effort. Tamoguna, embracing as it does such mental states as laziness and stupidity, can only be outgrown in time since it inhibits, inhibits even the desire for self-improvement. The example Jesus gave us was intended more for those in whom sattva guna is predominant. But if you yourself find elements, elements in your consciousness that resist even the effort to cling to God in prayer and meditation, don't despair. Patience, as it has been well said, is the fastest path to God. As long as your efforts take you steadfastly in the right direction, you will come out right in time. Remember Yogananda's words, a saint is a sinner who never gave up. If, however, your nature impels you, even against your will, to move in the wrong direction, toward egoic desires and away from God, strive at least to detach yourself mentally from your wrong actions, which are induced by habit. The time will come when their own stored-up energy will tire and diminish. At that time, if you have not contributed to that energy by your consenting will, you will find it possible at last to redirect your energies more constructively. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Well, I would also like to welcome you all and thank you for coming. Um, we passed the test of what to do this morning. <laughs> This hopefully will be spiritually beneficial. I'd like to read uh, a passage from Whispers from Eternity by Paramahansa Yogananda. This is uh, entitled, Teach Me to Use Every Dig of Criticism to Bring Myself Nearer to Thy Fountain of Goodness in Me. Teach me to sport every scar of trials as a medal of thy chastisement, dusky at first, but now shining. Thy sacred hands were the giver, working through thy ever-just law. Let, therefore, every teardrop of sorrow caused by the actions of others wash away some hidden taint in my mind. Let every stroke of the pickaxe of wounding experience dig deeper and deeper into the soil of my understanding. Let every hurtful strike of circumstance into the soil of my comfort bring me nearer to the bubbling well of thy solace in my heart. Let every gash of others' hatred bring forth from me a loving cry for thy love. Let all my trials be antidotes for bitterness, to bring healing solace to my soul. Let others' unkindness inspire me 
to be more beautifully kind. Let their darkness not blind me too, but stimulate me to seek thy light. Let their harsh words remind me to use sweet words always. And let every bruise from stones of evil that are hurled at me intensify my inner fortitude that I bless all with my goodness. Inspire me to be like a jasmine vine which sheds flowers on those who administer axe blows to its roots. May I never fail to shower blossoms of help and forgiveness on all who try to cut me with their wickedness. So, that's how to handle tests. <laughs> Is there anything else we have to cover? <laughs> I uh, was reading this topic, uh, how should we meet our tests? And I was, of course, thinking about all the times that Swami Kriyananda used to talk to us about tests. And, uh, and the, the principle that we should keep in mind is that, that Swami enunciated often was that tests are our friends. So why are they our friends? Well, spiritual tests bring us to the place where our self-definitions are rubbing up against infinite consciousness, the infinite consciousness of the divine. And there's a little bit of friction there sometimes. There's a little bit of discomfort there sometimes because we don't know if we want to be bigger. We don't know if we want to be more loving. Master here gives us uh, quite a, uh, a recipe. We've got to forgive and we've got to take unkind words with sweetness. I think this could put a lot of lawyers out of business. Um, but that's okay. That's their business. This is our business. And what Master was saying is the general solution to tests is we have to get bigger. We have to realize that we're the self and we have to expand our consciousness and then the test is going to not look like a test. One of the interesting things about tests is that someone else's tests don't really work for you. You may have noticed that. You know, This person's all upset about their financial situation or whatever and it's not your financial situation, so you can hopefully calmly help them to see past the uh, tumult of it all. I had a, we had an interesting experience, Marie and I, many years ago. We were in Sacramento uh, as the Ananda uh, Center of Sacramento leaders, directors. I don't know what our title was. <laughs> we kept changing it, so it can be anything you want it to be. But, but the job of the Ananda Center is to share Master's teachings and help people to reform their lives and make their lives better by using Master's grace and applying some part of his teachings, meditation or yoga or, the, or just general philosophy or just living a life of joy. So this enthusiastic man came to our center and he was on fire. And this is what yoga teachers live for, is enthusiastic students. I could pull the expanding light staff and they could just tell you about this wonderful person came for the weekend. It's you, you know. It's, and you just, it's so much fun to share these valuable teachings with people. Anyway, so this 
man came to the Ananda Sacramento Center. And he was on fire. He was just so thrilled to hear about Paramahansa Yogananda and the teachings of World Brotherhood and meditation and how uh, all paths lead to one truth. And he was go. And we were like, yes, I love this. I mean, this is wonderful. What should I do? What should I do? Okay, well, learn how to meditate and then come to the satsangs and come to the group meditations. And wow, this is fantastic. I've been looking for this my whole life. I've heard that a lot of times. Anyway, this guy was going. It was good for about a week. <laughs> and then he disappeared. And I said, we said, well, what happened? He came to a potluck. It wasn't the food. <laughs> uh, no, he came to a potluck and he met some of the other members and he was talking to them. And he met two of our uh, longtime esteemed members and they worked for the Franchise Tax Board. And his comment was, any organization that would allow someone that works for the tax board to come to their sangha is not for me. <laughs> and he left, and I never saw him again. And I was brokenhearted, because Maya wins another one. Doggone it. There's just so many twists and turns. Our tests are so individual. Um, Luckily, those two members are still members, <laughs> but they've retired from the tax board. So if he came now, could he have stayed? I don't know. Anyway, it was a long time ago. <laughs> the, the woman in the couple um, tutors little kids in reading, and the man is the landscaper for the Mondeer. So maybe he has issues with little kids reading. I don't know. Maya is just, it's incredibly insidious, and it's got to be watched, but it gives us our test. So what we want to do is keep the consciousness in the bigger place, the biggest place possible, because you are a soul. You are a being of light. You are not the ego. You're not the body. You're not the net worth. You're not the resume. You're not the race of the body or the good looks or not so good looks of the body, whatever that scene is, that's not you. You're the soul. You're immortal. You are formless ever free. You are nameless ever free. That's why we did that chant. Great chant. Swami Kriyananda chant from the get-go. I am nameless ever free. I am formless ever free. Be there more. And the tests have a way of dissipating. There's a wonderful story that Kriyananda used to tell he one day was going from the village over to Ayodhya, and as he went up over the hill, he noticed the, all the little lights in the little trailers and teepees and, and shacks that was Ananda Village, 1974 or something. And Swami had the thought, wow, the World Brotherhood colony, it's happening, Master's dream, I made this happen. And as soon as he got that thought, he went, oh, wait a minute. Do I like that thought? I made this happen? Who made this happen? Master made this happen. Through Nikola and these Jyotish Devi, these people. But they, Master worked through them. But when Swami caught that thought, he thought, no, I do not like that thought. It is limiting. And that's the point at which we pass the test, is when we catch that it's, the ego's smallness and the limiting of the infinite joy.
And the solution is be bigger, love more, forgive more. Realize that you're not the body, you're not the ego, you're not the things that you've done, the fantastic things that you've done, the wonderful things that you've done that no one appreciates. <laughs> but God knows, the guru knows. And so live in that consciousness and it gives you that freedom. Kriyananda had that freedom. He told us that story. Um, I mean, that's the level at which a great soul like that can get a test. You know, I, I created a world brother colony and he gets mad at the word I. You know, the world brotherhood the world brotherhood colony happened. There's no there's just the beauty of it. And that's the appreciation of being bigger. When people attack you, well, we got the roster from Master. When people attack you, step to the side. Feel their pain, their sorrow, their anger, and let it go. And bless them. Pray for them. Um, surround them in blue light and pray for them. People that go after you, don't get into the justification of whether you did or didn't do it. It's completely irrelevant. You're not the ego. You're not the body. You're not any of that. But live in that joy. There's a wonderful story about Paramahansa Yogananda. One time he, he was at Mount Washington and he went in a room with one of the brothers and he told them what he wanted them to do. I think he wanted them to paint the room. The brother wasn't into it. <laughs> he was not into it. And he was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so he master a bunch and master said, I want you to paint the room, you know. So he walked, the Paramahansa Yogananda walked out of the room and left the brother in the room. He was still steaming. So he, he prayed to Babaji. He said, Babaji, you know, I don't want to paint this room. <laughs> Master came back, opened the door and said, no fear going over my head. <laughs> Closed the door and walked away. <laughs> it's a good attempt to get out of the test, but, but Master finished it. And I'm sure that the brother got it then, <laughs> that the solution to the test was to be bigger. What do you want to do? What does God want you to do? That's still the test, isn't it? You know, we may have dreams. I want to be famous. I want to do this. Or I should get more recognition. Or, you know, I, should, I deserve a raise. Or whatever it is. I mean, we have that even within the community. You can be a community member and you can fool yourself into thinking that Master isn't giving you enough recognition. He recognizes you as a soul. That's all the recognition you really want, isn't it? You don't want the ego to be pumped up because what is it going to do? It's going to give you the tests. The tests are caused when we want to buoy up the ego. But the tests can't give us freedom if we, well, yeah, now I'm getting the recognition. The recognition of what? You're the body? You're the mind? <laughs> you know, No, no. You're bigger than that. You're the soul. You're infinite joy. So as we approach tests, there's a couple of techniques. And I don't know if these are still taught in school, but when I was in school, which was you know millions of years ago, but one of the things they used to tell us was, when you're taking a test, relax. And I have found that to be so helpful. I later became a tutor, and I would tutor high school kids, and they would you know, be putting pressure on themselves, and grammar school kids, about a test. And they would, you know, uh, well, you can't remember your Avogadro's number if you're, you know, just tense like that. You've got to relax. 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. Now I have it. <laughs> so it's, it's just a case of relaxing with our tests and observing them. Um, I would personally recommend don't cram for tests. 
I would get ready all the time for tests. <laughs> you know, practice this chant. Practice, will this day come to me, Ma? Practice your meditation deeply. And in your meditation, drop the body. Forget that you have a body. In a really good meditation, you won't remember where your body is. It was parked somewhere. It's very relaxed. It's very comfy here. I close my eyes. I don't even know where I am. That's a good meditation. That's a good start. Dive into that. your practices. Be that light. Get that experience of I am formless. I am free. I am nameless. Get, get comfortable with the idea that you're not this little part that you're playing. You've got this wonderful role. You're you know, 50 years into it and it's going pretty good and you kind of flip ahead. What's going to happen to the rest of the script? And Don't worry about any of that. You are the formless. You're one with Christ and the Masters. They live in that consciousness, but we need to live in that consciousness. That was one of the primary teachers teachings that Paramahansa Yogananda gave us was don't identify with the little self. He himself would not take the blessings of people's saying, oh, thank you, Master. He would touch his forehead, meaning I give this to God. God's the guru. I killed Yogananda long ago. This is a shocking statement, not usually shared with first-time weekend people <laughs> because it has all sorts of implications that are not true. But the reality of it is that Yogananda didn't see himself as Yogananda and Kriyananda didn't either. Kriyananda at the end said, I don't know where Kriyananda ends and Yogananda begins. Why? Because everything that Kriyananda did was Yogananda. Everything that we do has to be the Guru. Feel that Guru. And the tests have a perspective. There's a wonderful line in the scripture, uh, the Tao Te Ching, that Lao Tzu gives. I love it. Except being unimportant. Yes. Thank you, Lao Tzu. You know, it's such a help. You know, <laughs> it's just, you're nobody. Now, I'm not, you know, offending you. When, when Anaya Swami, who's not, you know, no longer a separate entity, tells you you're nobody, it's a compliment. You know, <laughs> you're nobody. I'm nobody. We're all nobody. But God is good. God is great. Uh, to quote my mother, God is good, and he has a good mother. <laughs> That's how she got around it, you know. <laughs> but don't, don't just accept being unimportant. Boy, there he's trashing you big time. Isn't this an interesting part of the movie, you know? I thought I did a really good job. He's just, no, you... Uh, it's, really, it's really helpful. <laughs> because you're not the limitations, you're not the, the compliments, while taken in a nice way, are not as real as the love of God in your own heart. That is what's important. Is Swami said the real measure of your spiritual progress is the joy in the heart. That's the solution to the test. Practice though. Don't cram. Don't try and get ready for the test when the test starts. Practice every day. Just watching this movie. Detach yourself. Watch this movie. Wonderful movie. Oh, this is Ananda Village is doing so wonderfully. The Buddhists are doing wonderfully. Oh, the corporate greed is going crazy. So, just watch it. Don't get involved in it. Don't react to it in anger because what do you do? You're going to fix it? You're going to, are you like appointed by the Divine Mother to fix corporate greed and political intrigue and all this nonsense? There's a great saying from, I don't know if you know the great saint named Crowley Baba. But when, he was, when people talked to him about atheists, 
his response one day was, who did they think waters all these trees <laughs> in the forest? It's a big world. God's in charge. Just stay there. It's very unimportant. We're all very unimportant. Don't have to tell the politicians they're unimportant, but it would really be good for them if they learned it, but it's okay. Let that, let that be. Just stay in the center and practice and make more of your day that sense of freedom uh, when our trials dissolve. Feel that joy because that's the point of the test is they point us to the places in our lives where we're a little out of whack or we could use some improvement. That's why it's different for every one of us. That's why my friend found out we had tax collectors in the Sangha and he left forever and forever. It's his karma. I pray for him. I hope that he went to a Buddhist group with no tax accountants and found God. I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. But it's not my business. The business is to dissolve the attachment that we have. And when the tests come, Swami used to say that he thanked Divine Mother for the tests because they helped him find those little places that he needed to improve on. And they give you, why does this feel uncomfortable for me now? Why is this, why do I take offense at what she said? Why do I feel this? Why, do, why am I reacting this way? How can I see past this little veil of Maya? This little veil that's holding us from tranquil, unbroken thrill, eternally living, ever new peace. That's what we're after. That's why the tests are good. They show us the way to the ever new peace, to the joy of God, to the enjoyable, beyond imagination of expectancy. That's good stuff. That's what we need. Focus on that, but focus on it more of the day. If you find yourself spending too much attention on who started this fire and you know this corporation and that corporation and this politician and that politician, turn down the volume on that and I own nothing, I am free, and myself I am free, I am joyful ever free, I am nameless ever free. Sing it. Sing it like for a whole day. You know? Well, it depends on where you work, but some of us... No one cares if we're singing. Ramu and I can sing all day long. It doesn't matter at all. So we just sing to the Divine Mother. and We feel her presence. Feel it in your work. Feel it in your relationships. See God. That's what Master was saying. That's God talking to you. That's God yelling at you. Not in validity, but just <laughs> testing. Just seeing. Is there any soreness there? Any ego attachment to this? Just poking like a doctor pokes? You're just kind of, oops, it hurts there. Okay, let's, why does it hurt there? That's what, that's what the tests are for. Where does it hurt? Why does it hurt? Okay, what are we going to do about it? And that's what Swami wanted us to do is, how do we meet our tests? With joy, with enthusiasm, with calmness, with detachment, with divine love. Divine Mother is testing you to make you free. That's the only point. Remember that. She loves you. She wants you to be free. If you want to stick with the ego, you can stay there a long time. No tests. I'm completely unaware of everyone around me. I don't care about anyone but myself. But it doesn't bring joy. It brings boredom and sorrow and suffering. And so, accept being unimportant, but important in the eyes of the Divine Mother. And that is the road to freedom. God bless you all.